With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed by our guest, host, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. And welcome back to the Average Boys Podcast. It is Friday, and you know what that means. Podcast time. I am here with my boy Trigger. What's up? And my boy Fred Word. Fred Word, what's up, brother? What it do? Hey, man, how are you guys week? Man, was it good? Bro, I have been in Austin more times this week than I have in my life, fucking period. My job is taking me to Austin every goddamn day. Motherfucking dogs. Well, that's good though. I mean, I'm, I mean, you got to tell me Austin's a beautiful city, though, man. You it is, dude. But go ahead, and start fixing cable out there. It's a bitch and a half when you have to do like climb a fucking ladder to get to a pole because there's, you know, shit all over the place. It ain't fun, man. No. Well, being I'm, a Valley boy, how's uh, okay. how's Austin looking right now? Uh, you know, surprisingly, I haven't seen any like BLM stuff. I take that back. I've seen like I haven't seen protests. But I've been seeing people who are like, like, asking for donations for BLM and okay. like things like that. Uh, and it's even happened like where I'm at over in Colleen, like okay. you're like Copper's Cove and Colleen and Parker Heights and like that area. So that's like it's starting to kind of make its way out here a little bit. But you know, just as long as the riots don't happen, go for it. I mean, that's the way everybody pretty much thinks. I mean, the Valley had its. Um, what is it? The protesting that was going on a couple of weeks ago in Annenberg and McAllen. I think they even did one in Harlingen. They got a pretty good crowd. Uh, of course, that was before we got all the information about numbers going up and all this other stuff. So I just hope people kind of be a little bit smarter about getting out there. Kind of be a little bit safer. Fred, how about you, dude? How was your week so far? Uh, it's been pretty good, man. Just been working and uh, learning new things, new techniques. Just, uh, just working a lot. Is the job been going good? Yeah, man. Uh, we were moving a, a motor today, an engine, uh, a, a boat motor today. And I, I crushed my finger, but I'll be okay. Oof. It you happens. good? You all right? Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I can't feel anything. So that's, you know, a plus, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Fred. I'm actually really fucked up right now. So I can't feel it. <laughs> I'm scrambling. I'm fixing it with, I'm using alcohol, not rubbing alcohol. For my injury, straight drinking. Uh, I just immediately started boozing it up. You know, I was just like, "Well, I guess I'll start drinking." <laughs> That's how now. you do it, dude. You just, you just, just a little for it. the doctor. Just, just fucking drop it down, slug it down, and shit, solution around. Absolutely. Um, I had a fucking. Uh, it was a crazy week, dude. I was posting pictures up 
almost every day of locations that we were going to. And um, they're big ass locations, man. I ain't going to lie. I got to meet this, uh, this gentleman. Uh, he's a chiropractor at McAllen. He owns a ranch called Big Bucks. He's going to be opening up like an exotic hunting round uh, ranch uh, in the North La Jolla area. Beautiful fucking area, dude. Just a big, like, just so many different levels of height and shit in the ranch area. Like, it looks like a whole different city, man. It's so gorgeous. Hey, what kind of gamer is he going to allow? Um, I know that he was talking about he was going to get, like, Nell Guy. He has, um, right now, of course, there's deer. Um, well, like Javelina? No, like, Javelina the problem is a problem down here. Because that's why you got no, a lot of people to go out and shoot him like, and stuff. Like, uh, I want to say in Rio Grande City. Yeah, they're like, pretty rough. Out there, there's actually like a, there's a, like a hog hunting, like ranch that you can Yeah, my cousin, one of my cousins, Andrew's a part of that stuff. They go use oh, helicopters okay. and, and then, fucking. And then I, yeah, and then there's a helicopter yeah. one. Yeah, they I do helicopters. That one. Cause yeah, that's fucking rad, dude. They out of it. And oh. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, all the pictures he takes are fucking cool. Yeah, that's for me, it was bad. just. I don't do that. Yeah, no I, shit. Yeah. Um, Look, all I'm saying is I've never been like in an airplane or a helicopter before. So if you're telling me that I can get on a, air, uh, a helicopter and shoot a and gun shoot like out of it, like, dude, yeah. All right, let's do this. Next, let's go ju- get in the plane and jump <laughs> out. Money. Like, yeah. You're going off yeah. the plane, throw Monopoly dollars off of it and Absolutely. Because yeah. I'm ready to jump out of a plane too, man. I'm fucking, let's do this. Like, I've never been let's on one, it. but I'm ready to fucking jump out of one. Dude. Let's go. Hell yeah. We'll fucking do that shit for sure. We'll plan <laughs> for this. I've jumped out of a helicopter. I've like rappelled down one. That's like, oh, yeah, for the military. That's pretty good. What do we got um, going on today? Yeah, so, so, overall, the week was just fucking, it was, the weather was the thing that was killing me the most. So we had rain weather and then it was fucking super balls hot. Um, dude, it was, was fucking balls happy. hot. It's always hot, man. Dude, it's rough out there, dude. If you guys get an opportunity, just look at my Facebook pictures of all the shit. Bro, we're um, so I want to say about, I think, and I think I already mentioned it like a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was on site for one of my jobs, dude. And it was like 10 in the morning, bro. And it was just humid. Walls. I mean, you could breathe like you could breathe water. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Air, dude, it was horrible. And I want to say about ten thirty, dude. I was already ready to drop. I was like, oh. I had to ask the fucking customer. I was like, hey, do you have water? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, being that it was a tough week, uh, uh, we've all said it before. This is our kind of way that we get to unwind, and um, it's always really, really cool when we get to invite someone fresh and new to the show. Um, we talked about it earlier this week. I put out a little trailer for our homie. Um, today on the show, we have a good, uh, a good friend of ours. He's a local content creator. He is originally, I believe, I believe he's from New Jersey, but he'll tell us that in a little bit. Um, today on the show, we have local podcaster and YouTube creator, content creator, D Vargas. What's up, D? What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing today? Oh, it's it's been a day. I'll tell you that much, man. It's just work. Works yeah, hard. I was, I was I was listening to all the stories. I was like, man, I'm boring as shit compared to these guys. Uh, it's because we all have like these <laughs> day even, jobs dude. and shit, man. And then we kind of rush over here to do this. Yeah, for real. Gotta, you know what they say, dude? If you want to, you want to play with cool toys, you got to be able to finance that shit. Work hard, really really hard. Podcast is literally by working weird jobs in the morning. <laughs> Fuck, dude, it's so crazy. Uh, Fred is literally now he's a butcher. He, uh, I remember when he started off as a cook. Now he's fucking killing animals and cutting them up and making cool ass steaks. I'm fucking in the middle of fields and Trigger now lives in Killeen, man. I mean, we fucking were all here originally, man. 
Well, I appreciate the sacrifice to bring forward this awesome show that you guys got. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you. Hey, man. So, so tell us about yourself. It, uh, I know for for from watching a couple of your episodes and and following you for a little bit, you're originally not from here, or are you from here and you live there, or how did it go? No, no, no. I'm not from here at all. And it's funny because uh, somebody people stop me and they just go, "You have an accent." I'm like, "No, you have the accent. You should listen to yourself." But well, um, yeah, for our area, you got an accent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm originally from uh, New Jersey, born and raised. Uh, I met my ex-wife, and that's how I ended up over here. So I'm pretty much just waiting for my daughter to like graduate high school so I can get the hell out with her. Oh, but, that's um, uh, your daughter that you have in your pictures, and yes, yeah, she's 11 years old. Her name is Estelle. She's the coolest part of my life. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, I'm originally from New Jersey. I, I came out here and uh, made a life out here, and. Things didn't work out, but it's okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing my thing now. Just uh, like you guys said, always working to play with some cool toys. So I've been doing podcasting and other things on the side. That's very, very cool. So so how long have you been um, living here in the South Texas area, the RGV? I moved out here in 2008. And uh, yeah, so we're in 2020 now, a year that's been lasting like three or four years already. But um, yeah, I've been out here 12 years. That's fucking cool. And how do you how do you like it, man? Because like, how old are you right now? I'm I'm turning 34 in about a week. Okay, so if you were here in 2008, you said. Yes. Oh, you were already you were already an adult. So oh yeah, were, I was 21, 22, 21. Yeah, yeah, I think. So, I so having, can you kind of like, uh, I mean, because now you've been living in the valley for a, a good amount of years, can you kind of explain it in South Texas terms, like? what the difference in lifestyles was coming down here compared to over there. I, I feel, and it's not to insult anybody, but I just feel like um, I was always taught that the lack of exposure leads to the lack of education. And I feel like there's an invisible wall outside of the Valley that nobody really looks out of. And when they say I'm going on vacation, they're just going somewhere else in Texas. I feel yeah. like people are afraid to go out. Uh, yo, there's there's amazing food, there's amazing people, there's amazing cultures and things you can learn. Like the reason that people don't know much about the world is because they don't look at the world. They don't. They don't, they're too scared to go out there. And that's that can be something that they were raised on. That can be something that they, you know, maybe they saw the the different TV shows and maybe it scared them into going out there. And that's fine. You know, whatever decisions people make is fine. I'm cool with that. But I do tell my daughter that there's like we're a speck, a little tiny speck in this world. And there's so much other stuff to learn. So um, I do get into a lot of debates. My personality takes a little getting used to because uh, in New Jersey, it's it's all respect and honor. And that respect is measured on how much shit you can take. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're always taught that a good friend talk shit to your face and talks good behind your back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're my buddy, and if I feel that you're doing something that makes you an asshole, then I'm going to tell you that that's what I feel. And as a man, you should respect me for saying that. If it's an A and B conversation, there's no need to bring person C. If you got a problem with me, you can talk to me. But it doesn't mean that we're going to fight. It's just a man-to-man conversation. You know, like the the mobsters, they get a bad rep. But when there was a problem between two families, the two heads of the families, they sat down like gentlemen, and had dinner and spoke about their differences. It's it's a lot. It's a lot getting used to. Um, 
it, it's it's a much faster pace. Everybody's hustling out there. Everybody's so proud of the little that they have. Uh, my hometown was driven by uh, privately owned businesses. You hardly see any chains over there. And it's all these people that came out here from another country or, you know, just grew up in that city and they just wanted to make something and they did and they're proud of it and um so that that's that's what i come from you know you you make something and you're proud of it and nobody can take that away from you and how have you felt that the um the valley has kind of like um changed you in any kind of way like compared to the outside uh, living in the outside area yeah it, it uh it made me put my feet up a little too much uh, sometimes I can get lazy. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy by nature. Nobody really wants to do anything, but, um, there's a, there's a hustler's mentality that comes out of people. And with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Jersey, because it's so hard to get stuff. You know, I came from a life of apartment buildings. So maybe I, I, I may have become a little more passive, a uh, little less confrontational than I used to be. Not Not for the sake of fighting, but maybe I didn't stand up for myself in a few uh, moments that I should have, or maybe I didn't speak up when I should have. Um, but yeah, you know what? One one thing is that it's it's a predominantly Mexican community out here. So when I do see somebody of another race, I'm just kind of I, I look longer than I should. You know, back home there's just so many different types there's of people. There's so many different, yeah, it's so diverse. Yeah, there's so many. You got you got ten different friends, and they're all come from ten different races and nationalities or religions. So that might be one thing that I probably do that I shouldn't is that, you know, I see a black dude. I'm kind of like, what, what team does he play for? Or what, is he a rapper? Yeah, you automatically like you have an assumption of, of, uh, I wouldn't, it's not, I don't think it's like a, a racial stereotype. It's cause when, um, I think it's because of the concept of like when people of a different minority come down here, it's always for a purpose. Right. Like it never fails. Like uh, in Edinburgh, I live in Edinburgh. College uh, or a team Fred lives or right next to the college too. What's up, Fred? It's either for a college or for a team or something. Yeah, 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 dude. Every time. The the Walmart in Edinburgh has so many different people in it, like, all the time, man, all the time. And it's weird because, like, you know if you go, like, university. a couple blocks down to Trenton, like, there's just strictly a Hispanic calling there, which is right next to the uh, Doctor's Renaissance Hospital, right? The the one that's off of Trenton. There's a Walmart out there. And you'll just see, like, a pro- predominant Hispanic uh, culture there. But right here in Indeed. Edinburgh, like, it's actually really funny that you all mentioned that because like up here in Colleen, it's nothing but soldiers. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And soldiers, you know, every walk diverse. Alive. Yeah. You it's know, diverse. Every walks alive. And so like, you know, me being in the military, you would think that I'm used to it and stuff like that. And for the most part I am, but like me, like reacclimating to like seeing uniforms again and then <laughs> looking at patches, looking at rank. And I'm like, Oh man, like how do I address this dude? And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, it's so crazy even um like even sometimes seeing like anglos or white people like in in the area like we assume that they're just not from here 
Like it's such a fucking weird place, dude. I've had the opportunity to do some really cool traveling around. Dude, and, around and for, the US. Me, for me, it's backwards. I'm yeah. not from there. You know, I'm not from here. So like for me, I'm like, you know, gazing around and shit like that. And like, I find myself staring a little bit longer than I should have. And like, not out of like, like malice or ill can like ill like ill intent or anything like that or to start shit it's just that i'm kind of like oh what patch is this dude wearing like where's this dude been what yeah. unit has he been with kind of you kind of ponder you kind of ponder yeah there. and so like i yeah i'll notice myself you know gazing a little longer than i should and stuff yeah well i mean yeah, absolutely dude because i mean you're gazing so yeah, you're kind of like staring. <laughs> At that point, you're just like eyes. in full, like, ah. Oh. <laughs> shit, this will oh, be gazing as shit. <laughs> <laughs> better slow that roll, man. You're going to get someone's phone number that way. So, <laughs> so you gazing in my that, direction. That's why I install cable, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I see you checking out my ranks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, D, so, um, so what do you do down here, man? Other than the, po- I mean, because we are, no- we know you do podcasts, we know you do your uh, your YouTube channel, which is associated directly with your podcast, and uh, you also have like some gaming stuff and your wrestling stuff. We'll get into that a little bit later. But like, what do you do um, uh, for a living down here? Uh, I'm in between jobs, but I'm starting uh, a management job at AutoZone this week. Oh, dude, uh, I'm oh yeah, work at AutoZone. It's legit. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I, I used to work at. Uh, on and off, I was working at IHOP for like ten years. Okay. And I would leave. I would leave to get a management job, and then I'd get tired of the management job and go back for quick cash. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, COVID took us all out. Yep. I was sitting at home, and I couldn't get through to the unemployment line, so I was literally making no money for that month and a half. Damn. And we opened back up, but it wasn't the same. Uh, you know, people. Yeah, you don't have people dining a- in. You're not really oh, making tips. It's like it's going to take a while hard. for them to trust going in and much less now that the second wave is coming back um and you know what i can go back excuse me i can go back to one of my facebook posts when they started opening everything up and uh, it's i can i can quote it It, it's like do you know when you're at the beach and you see a wave coming and you get under it and then you're safe you don't get hit and you come out thinking it's safe and boom a bigger wave hits you you. that's exactly what's going to happen um but Dude, I mean that's 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 a whole another that's a whole another conversation in itself. Yeah, but yeah, people, people it wasn't uh it wasn't it's not good. People aren't making money. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I, I love the people and I, I love my regulars that I've developed, people who have like bought things for my kid for her birthday and people that's who like I consider cool. friends, you know. Yeah. But I had to leave because I can't make a living. So hopefully with this transition to this new job at AutoZone, I'll be doing okay. Sweet man, I I saw that you were um, you were doing some work for a little bit with um, the Toros and and uh, yes. the basketball team and the Vipers and stuff. What was that all about? Yeah, so uh, I used to do the gaming, like you mentioned. Um, that that's how I that's how I kind of started my whole thing because I had like one interview years ago when I used to have this online radio show, kind of like the way you guys have now. Sweet, but um, I interviewed Doug Bradley who played Pinhead in Hellraiser. And Badass. so, um, so then I, I, I was like, I, I uh, bought myself a PS4 and I was going crazy on games. And I told the guys at GameStop, I'm like, I want to try this gaming thing. So I bought like, uh, it? It was like I, I, yeah, I bought all that stuff. I bought uh, WWE 2K because I'm obsessed with pro wrestling. Yeah, I and saw that, man. You got a lot of wrestling videos, man. 
Yeah, do it. And uh, so I was doing gaming on that and it was helping out. And because, I mean, you guys know the events in the Valley are, are so uh, few and far in between. It's like one event in February and another in November. So I was like, I need the uh, the gaming to keep me keep me consistent, you know? Yeah. So, um, so then my PS4 busted and I was like, okay, I need something to, I need something now. So I shot an email out to the Vipers for shits and giggles. And I was like, can I just film a practice and interview some of the players? So then they gave me a media pass for the home opener uh, there in Edinburgh. That's so so then I, I I get there and then I was I, I was I didn't know what to do. So they looked at me. They're like, Mr. Vargas. I was like, uh, Yeah. Like, oh, right this way, sir. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, VIP oh, shit. and shit. Yeah. And then they send me. Here's your seat. And uh, afterwards, we're gonna come and get you. And you're gonna go backstage and meet the players and the coach and interview them. I mean, yeah. Sure. Sounds fucking great. Goddamn. Yeah. And then, um, so afterwards, uh, I got to meet everybody. And then, and then, uh, the girl who handles the media, who I was in contact with to, to go that night, she's like, uh, you know what? Anytime that we have a home game, you want to come, just come on in. I was like, oh, sweet. That's super nice, man. Yeah. So the, the second game I went in, bro, I went in like I knew what I was doing. I was like, hey, Beto, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Same seat. What's going on? How you been? Regular popcorn, my regular drink. This just the usual, guys. Just the usual. I was just bullshitting, trying to mess with them. <laughs> <That's> but, <so laughs> good. but yeah, I developed a relationship with them, and awesome staff, players, uh, coach Mahmoud. Uh, I, I, it's it's so cool, and um, yeah, I've been blessed to have that relationship and uh, going to all the games, taking my kid, and now the coach knows my kid, and it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, those games are a lot of fun. That's super cool. I have not had the opportunity to even like. Uh, step inside the arena man i'm it's killing me man i want to go check that place out it's it a beautiful gorgeous, arena, man. man beautiful arena That's when uh, when everything when everything hooks uh gets when when the world starts again uh, i'll i'll get you guys in so you guys can cover the games too that'd be badass we had um devin Boudot on the show a while back devin's one of the dudes that does like um like the marketing and advertisement he's like on the squad so uh, he, yes i i uh yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Tall skinny uh, kid. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. There. Yeah, he's a cool cat, man. We had him on the show. He he knows a lot about anime and a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. But um, yeah, he's a cool cat, man. And uh, I think he he gave us the information for to do the pre the press pass. We just never got an opportunity. And then of course this virus thing hit and um and everything kind of went down. I, I've been getting emails from him that they've been saying that they're gonna start to do some stuff soon, but. I'm guessing with this wave that's coming or the second wave that just started, I don't think they're going to really, really be pushing for stuff. It's so crazy, man. Like, how do you feel about all this, like, um, this COVID stuff, man? Like, what are the I am, right now? I am a, uh, I'm a stubborn man when it comes to modern medicine. I don't, I don't take any medicine. I believe in mind over matter. I, if you want to go deep into my mind, it could get, it can get crazy. Like, um, We're get crazy. that's what we are. No, right? yeah. Like I, I when my kid had the flu, I told her to go on a run. <laughs> she's it like, out. she's like, what? I was like, yeah, go for a run. You're gonna feel terrible, but you're gonna take a nap after that. Shower and take a nap after that. Make sure you cover yourself up. Sweat all that shit out. Um, I'm not. I, I don't like. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just don't like medicine. When this COVID thing hit, um, I didn't want to disrespect anybody who did have the fear or anybody who who did pass away and. And anybody who lost anybody, that that's um, that's something that's terrible. And all that's a tragic happened. situation. 
no, it's really bad. And I feel for those people in there, my prayers. Uh, I just think that we're never going to get to zero cases. This is going to nah, end dude, up. Hell no. It's going to end up like one of those things that you just get every year. You know, yeah, it's going like to be the new norm. Flu. It's a super flu. And um, it, it sucks because it, it uh, you know, my kid told me, she's like, this is my 9-11. Not in the terms of tragedy, but this, it, this is something that's going to go down in the history books and it changed the world. This thing yeah. shut the whole world down. Yeah. And um, it took a lot of people out of work. And, uh, you know, thankfully, some companies and some uh, companies uh, are saying they're going to keep paying their people. And some companies are saying, you know, you don't have to pay your light right now. Uh, it's just something that we are all affected. And, you know, um, mental health is, is such an open conversation now that it's okay to talk about it. And uh, anybody listening, you just need to be there for the people you care about and make sure that they're okay. Even though, even if they say they're okay, they might not be okay. Yeah. And um, what I was getting to is that, you know, a man is most dangerous when he's cornered, you know, because you don't, you have nowhere to go. So you're going to fight and you're going to scratch and claw your way out of there. You're going to get beat up and bloodied up, but yeah. you're going to get out. And the whole world is cornered right now. So this is when you show who you are because... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When it's easy, you can put your feet up and life is easy. It's fine. It's, yeah. You don't have to do anything. But when shit happens, that's when your character comes out. That's when we see like who you are. What are you going to do for the people that you care about? What are you going to do for yourself to get out of this? Well, I mean, that's like all this stuff that's going on with the protesting too, man, because like, it can't be ignored that yeah we're we're in a pandemic situation where everybody is 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 uh is in line to get this because i i think the same way i think this is like the new flu mm -hmm. i think i think eventually everyone's going to come across it if not i don't know why it is where the majority of deaths now are all covid related you know what i mean so they're not yeah. saying like right now we're in i think we we're i think getting out of or or coming into or something like that of the flu season. We're literally about to break out of it. So like right now, when anybody gets sick, they don't say it's due to the flu. It's now just due to COVID. Like it's the new norm. It's the new, it's the new bar. Like it's what's been raised to. Right. Right. I see what you're saying. So like, like no one's going to like, I, I've seen it already a bunch of times, man, where people aren't dying of normal sicknesses anymore. Everything's COVID related. And that's, yeah, the this, frame. This, that's the frame of the, the narrative. Scary, the scary thing is that you think about, you know, the rumors that 
some hospitals are funded more if they have COVID-related deaths. And well, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's a whole other rabbit right hole to go down. That's scary. Yeah, especially like right now with um, everybody like government-wise trying to pull together to stop this thing or put it down or, or raise the numbers or whatever it is. Because I'm, we've talked about it before. I'm a huge conspiracy guy. I love mm -hmm. conspiracy theories, dude. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, if if that disease is what everybody's attacking right now, there has to be some uh, a bill or support or something from the government for each state to senator or to governor, where if the numbers are at a certain level, the government has to be sending uh, extra finances to fund uh, nursing facilities or hospitals or whatnot. I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're from the New Jersey and New York area. Right. Uh, there was a time where, I mean, maybe a couple of years before this, that the hospitals in New York were shutting down. There was a lot mm -hmm. of them that were losing business because people weren't able to pay and hospitals were running out of money. Right. But now, right uh, now, it's like you have like fucking chingles of hospitals reopened back all over, all over New York again. And, and it's, and it's getting crazy. My, my brother is driving by those, those, uh, those semis, those refrigerated semis where oh, yeah. putting people in and it's just, um, it's, it's some scary shit. But, uh, you know, when you talk about, uh, money right now for people, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants this, this extra unemployment or this, uh, you know, hazard pay. Yeah, and the all incentive, that stuff. yeah, man. And I, I, I would hope that they're financially okay. And, and if that money helps them get out of a financial rut, that's cool. But, a lot of people that really don't need the help, they just want that extra money. You got to understand that this money is going to come from somewhere. Like yeah, next yeah, year, yes. we're going to be taxed out of our ass. Out of our asses for, for all, years, for all of this money. And then, you know, you wanted all this money now. They're going to be like, well, we needed to get it from somewhere. So the school funding is cut short. Mm -hmm. Or uh, food stamps are going to be cut short. WIC is going to be cut short. All this shit next year. Next year is when we find out. Next year, like, it's... And I, you know, it, it, you know, you're a conspiracy theory guy, and so am I. And I just yeah, have yeah. a funny feeling that November fourth, it's all gonna be okay. Yeah, when the elections come around, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel yeah. Like, like it's all gonna just end out of nowhere. I think. I think the craziest thing was uh, a while back, I heard one of the politicians uh, say, "This is a while back." I'm. Not, I don't even want to mention the person's name. If anybody looks it up, that's on them. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, they said. Um, the, the rise of suicides on soldiers is very high and I have something to fix that. So if I get elected president, we'll, we'll get started on working on that. And I'm like, yo, if, if you could fix that, why are you going to wait till then? Why aren't why, you doing this shit oh, now? Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 I, I tell people all the time that this whole situation is almost like a word grammar war. Like it's almost like they're using small words to twist stories and make it super crazy and like all this shit and people don't see that what's, like right what's the number on uh people who served every day 22 people yeah oh jesus reported what a what yeah, a reported. fucking what a fucking idiot like why would what damn that's stupid i feel very I'm, strongly about anybody who has served the military and uh i thank all of you who are listening that's tricks, man. trigger right there man our boy trigger was in the united states army I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you very, very much. I was there when 9-11 happened. I was 14 years old. I woke man. up and something told me that something told me that I just felt like staying Didn't home. Didn't feel right. No, nah, yeah, I just felt like staying home. My mom's like, yeah, go ahead, stay home. And then I turned this is before I had cable, before I had the luxury of cable. So I turn on the uh turn on the TV and all the channels are knocked out. 
And um, all the channels are knocked out. And I was like, all right, well, she's not going to blame me for this. So I turned it off. I turn on the radio and I hear the words and a second plane just hit the Twin Towers. Damn, and I, I, was like, saw, I saw the second plane hit just as I walked into my uh, my seventh grade English class. And I remember seeing it and like not truly grasping the like severity of the situation at the time, you know, because keep in mind, I'm only like 12, 11 mm -hmm. at the time. You know, I'm, I'm not that old, uh, like during that time. And I was like, fuck, you know. Uh, I mean, but I mean, even with that, like D, you... I mean, it's like you said earlier, like how your daughter says this is like their variation of the 9-11 situation. But you, you were there when history was happening. Yeah. You were there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but no, fine, standing, standing on the corner of my house, if you saw like, you know, way out in the distance, you, you were able to see the Twin Towers. Yeah. Um, so there, there were a lot of layers to the story because my brother was a limo driver at the time. So he was in New York every day. And um, my, uh, Jesus, he, uh, he used to wake up at 4.30 every day to go. And I didn't know that he was okay until two o'clock that afternoon. God damn. So I'm, oh, because all the fucked. phones were all fucked, right? All the phones were all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I remember that. So um, I was like a second plane. What the fuck is going on? Uh, one plane, okay, an uh, accident, and that sucks. But the second plane, some shit is going up down. So mm. we go to the roof of our apartment building. And, you know, you talk about watching it on TV and saying that it looked like a movie, but I saw this shit, like, right there. I didn't need a TV screen. I, I looked out there, and there was just so much smoke in the sky. And now we're looking in the in the air, like what else is gonna drop and kill us all? And um, not only my brother, but my my cousin worked for Verizon. This is this is an act of God. My cousin worked for Verizon. He was supposed to be on the tower with the needle at nine o'clock in the morning. God damn! Plane hit at eight thirteen, eight eleven, something like that. And um, so I'm sorry, he was supposed to be at there at eight o'clock. That's what it was. He was supposed to be at eight o'clock and he's in the Holland tunnel. Um, and uh, there's no reception in the Holland tunnel. You can't get any radio. Your phone's all messed up. And there was a traffic jam, obviously because of what happened. And so mm -hmm. his phone is knocked out. My uncle sees what's going on on the news and he's calling my cousin, but it's going straight to voicemail. Yeah. And none of, he's, yeah. he's just thinking my son's dead. God damn. And then my cousin finally gets to New York and the cops are like, go, go back home. He goes, I got work. What's happening? He goes, they just attacked the towers. Go back home. And so finally coming out of the Holland Tunnel, going back into New Jersey, he was able to call my uncle. And that, I can't imagine what that phone call was like. But yeah, he was, and something something happened that my cousin didn't hear his alarm. He woke up late. And uh, that, that missing that alarm, like, kept him, saved kept his him life. here with us. Yeah. Yeah, saved his life. That's crazy, man. So like, uh, it's it's crazy, man. We're about to get to a little bit of more emotional, deep story shit. I just don't. Want oh you no, to, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, but it, that that story in itself is why I feel strongly about anybody who who served our military. And um, you know, you know, it's it, I I've known several people, you know, during my time in the army, several people who were uh, who were there, you know, during. Uh, during the push into Fallujah, 
you know, during uh, the first push into Afghanistan, you know, guys who were there for um, Iraqi freedom and enduring freedom, you know, and they all have a very similar, I'm not going to say outlook, but they all have a very similar sense of like what went on. And it's always like, when I came back, all I could think about was, I cannot believe I actually did come back, you know, cause it was fucking crazy over there, you oh, know? And then on top of that, you know, a lot of these guys are also extreme patriots, you know, these guys, you know, bleed, you know, red, white, and blue would, you know, gladly give the blood out of their body to keep the flag red, you know? And so when, when all this goes on and stuff like that, and they see like the separation in the country, you know, it deeply offends them because a lot of people are like, and myself included, you know, we always think to ourselves, like, you know, especially with what's going on right now, yeah, is that's what I was going to kind of get to. Um, that was you know, kind of like in the, in the sense of what I was going to be asking. Yeah, you know, I was like, is, is this why why my friends died? You know, is this why I fought? Is this why? Well, it's, I it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting thought, right? Like, like most people, like directly after 9-11, I want to say is when the military pro- probably got the most push for people to join and enlist because there was a, a certain need to defend uh, Lady Liberty in, in our United States, right? But I always felt at that time, even to now, dude, like, like New York City is like the United States heart. I know a lot of people will kind of believe that it's Texas because Texas is very patriotic. But I, I don't think it is. I think it's New York. And because of the sense of is because it's kind of like what represents the United States in a lot of ways. Texas is, with, is with patriotic respect, for Texas. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, yeah, with all due respect, I disagree with that sentiment. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just stating something that's just off of my head. I, I know everybody else will have their own different opinion. But it's just that I feel that, like in your situation, like your generation of people, the people that are were there for that moment to witness that, it made you all appreciate our country more and our mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Like, it, so that's why I feel like, like, like it was more connected to the United States than most other states. We were all connected to New York at that time because right. we, we felt everybody's pain. So that's why I'm saying it was the heart at the moment. You know what I mean? Like right now, it, it's a rough situation because of like how politics and everything has divided a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the bullshit. Like when all that yeah. happened and people were running down the street and you're trying to help somebody or somebody wants to get into your business to keep safe or get shelter did, did you really you didn't you didn't ask them who they voted for you didn't ask them no 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 you just help religion you, you just, just fucking help, help. there's yeah. so there's a fucking human being out there yeah with a baby with a baby or just a a, a little tiny woman or mm-hmm. a grown man with tears in his eyes like just looking for help mm-hmm. and who the hell are you to stop them and worry about other irrelevant shit irrelevant shit like somebody asked me the other day, um, you know, that's another thing. I, I just get a lot of uh, people that that they feel like they're right and they don't. If I'm wrong, show me how I'm wrong and I'll take it, you know. 
And uh, I'm fine with that. But there are people that just don't want to hear it. Like there was one person who's like, uh, can you believe all these protesters and they're, they're killing people? And I was like, those, those are looters. Protesters are standing there with their signs, trying to get some type of change. The looters are ones that are coming along for the ride because they want a free TV. Those people I don't agree with. Yeah, but there are sure. people that want change. I'm not black and I'm not a cop. So I'm not going to judge them at all. And anything that they do, I'm not going to look side-eyed. I'm going to look at them like, both of you guys have my support. Because if something happens and I need to call the cops, I'm going to call the cops. But at the same time, I've been on the wrong end of being racially profiled and everything. So I was, I was telling that person, I was like, this country was built on the same shit. We got tired of tyranny and oppression. So we fucking made some noise. Mexico did the same thing to Spain. Everybody had a revolution because they did not agree with what was going on. What was going on? And, um, you know, uh, I, I wish it didn't have to come to that, but there's sometimes that you get pissed off and you got to break shit. So, uh, you know, everybody has my support. And, and I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who... I, I, I just don't. Like, that's another thing where I grew up. Like, who gives a shit? Like, show love. Um, you know, I, I'd like to go back as much as I can to be reminded that, you know, like I got friends that I've known for so long that I consider family yeah. and it's just love. That's all it is. Like I went back after my breakup and it was, it was really bad. I was depressed and my buddy just looked at me. He goes, you good? I was like, well, I mean, I could be better. He goes, all right, just let me know when you're good. I'm here until you're good. And that's all you got to do. Just mm -hmm. show love. And all this stuff happening now, it's, it's so divisive and so polarizing and it's just too touchy. And, you know, racism is something that we're never going to get rid of. There's always going to be somebody out there and uh, they feel like they're better than somebody or they feel like other types of people are not as good as them or something. But, like, who the hell are you? Like, who the fuck are you? And it's something that upsets me a lot. And um, it's it's it was it was a total different thing, nine eleven. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the sense of politics and stuff. Like, yes, in the sense, different, yeah, in the sense of yeah. unity and and everybody helping each other and everybody trying to be there for each other. I think it, it was it, in the it, sense of unity. Yeah, you like know, I was, what I was trying to say time, was like, uh, this is the last time that you know you could you could actually say people were proud to be an American. Yeah, where people were just united, man, just fucking behind one solid fucking hide the country just in solidness it's so weird dude because like yeah the previous presidency like there wasn't i mean yeah we still suffered from a lot of stuff like you know we still had some some bad things that happened and shit but like the people were together man and i, I don't want to say everybody's all fucking mad because our president is this and that like uh he has to fucking he went for that seat and he won and now he's got to fucking sit in it for four years and do his goddamn job. Like if, if nobody likes him, they're going to get him out. Like, I mean, and it's already done. You know what I mean? Like if he wins, he wins, he's going to win the second term. Then he wins the second term. I mean, it's going to fucking piss off a lot of people in the fucking country is going to go weird, but, but he still got it. Like he's still got to do four years and then fucking, then he's done. And then someone else will do it. We'll be fucking four years older. What's four years. That's, that's high school, man. That's high school life, man. Like, hey, man I don't know. It's it's forever for me, dog. What the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> it's it's so weird to me, man, that people are like, I mean, yeah, like there was a lot of shit that was going on where people were trying to get him out real quick and they never got it. 
Like it got to a certain part where I was just like, damn, just give these guys a win. Do I feel bad? They're like, they're making up all this shit and they can't find any evidence. Just goddamn, like let them win something. Like this guy keeps making them all look stupid as shit. And I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. They tried their best, but they just couldn't get something solid on his ass. You know what I mean? But now it's like, it's like you said, we have till November. Like, what do we got? Like a couple months left? And people yep. are like, yeah, we're going to get him impeached or whatever. And it's like, dude, he's fucking done. Like, like, just vote him out normal, dude. Like, stop fucking wasting money and fucking just vote him out if you don't like him. Like, yeah, with people, that people way. Don't, people don't see that uh, when you do impeach somebody uh, by law, if if they if they are not removed from yeah, office. Yeah, if they're not removed, they could do another four years. They could do another four years. I'm like, yo, they just do three chill. terms. Like, just chill. Like, Yeah, just, like, just chill, guys. Like, you you may, fuck, they may they may have fucked up even worse. Give it a second. Yeah, man. It's 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 just it's so fucking crazy, man. Everything is just so like like even like it's like I was just saying a while ago. I, I I'm really crazy about conspiracy shit. Like I'm mm-hmm. stupid crazy about conspiracy shit like, all the goddamn time. Don't, don't do all it. the goddamn time. And no, you, 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 you gotta you gotta you gotta come on my podcast. And Dude, we'll do, we'll fucking, we'll do fucking we'll episode. do everything, bro. We'll talk let's everything. Do like, let's do like five conspiracy theories and we'll just we'll we'll give it a good hour and 15 straight and, up uh, we'll do fucking we'll do reptilians all the way to the bible we'll, we'll fucking talk okay well uh, yeah the jfk with the bill clinton cia and all that shit with uh, the bush right. family uh-huh. yeah yeah fuck yeah dude we'll do all that shit yeah dude we'll how fucking about, do that. Uh, how about landing on the moon landing yeah on the moon. uh the moon landing we could do man i'm i'm not too casual about it but yeah we could casual because I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm, super, I'm super about fucking Nazi zombies, and they have a whole fucking how Russia sent like oh monkeys and people into space, and they were just like, "Fuck those guys, let's just shoot them off." The like, uh, I'll, I'll be about that. Uh, we could talk about uh, fucking uh, the Hollywood PizzaGate. I'm fucking super crazy about locking all those motherfuckers up. Um, and what else? Flat what Earth. Else? Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Flat, nah, dude, flat earth is too easy, man. <laughs> that guy just fucking that dude that just launched himself into space and killed himself. Poor dude, but goddamn, man, that was a science experiment. Goddamn, <laughs> Darwinism at its fucking. Oh, oh you know what? At I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. This will go right in involved with the uh, with the JFK talks. We'll talk about uh, Project Paperclip. Project you Paperclip. You gotta educate was, me on that one. You gotta educate. Yeah, me yeah. On that. So Project Paperclip was right after World War II. It was the adoption of all the Nazi scientists. That were that oh. were all brought to the United States. Oh my! And that all turned from Nazi to NASA. So like, it's <sighs> it's it's literally Captain America, the Winter Soldier, dude, where Hydra infiltrated the United. It's so fucking crazy, bro. Because you were you just mentioned it right now with the JFK assassination. Yes. You had yes. uh during the JFK assassination, uh George Bush Jr. was in charge of the CIA, but his father at the time was working with a bank that funded the Nazi regime which was on wall street. The president at the time had to go into that bank and be like, yo, stop funding the Nazis motherfucker. Yeah. It was crazy as shit, dude. Crazy as shit. And then how you did, go back to, did, and then you break we... that. Sh- I'm telling you, dude, we can fucking do this. We can, then it goes from there. And it goes to all these God dudes getting into fucking Harvard. I said, do not get Yeah, dude, it'll, it'll, we'll fucking, we'll do some crazy like, shit. All I know is reptilians are real. The world is flat and the sun is made up of gummy bears that I will one day eat. Yes. Yeah, gummy bears and cheese, bro. Gummy bears Done. and cheese. Done. <laughs> and and they're all facts. They're uh, all facts. And Surge soda. And Surge soda. soda. Yeah, dude. It's fucking made of Mentos and Diet Coke. <laughs> Yo, man. So uh, It was meant to kill dude, off dude, literally, for certain bro, like, people. I'm, I'm super crazy <laughs> made about Made by the Reptilians. Like, 
It's my favorite. What so far? Like okay, so far what? Uh, man, it's a fucking weird ass question. So what's your most interesting subject when it comes to conspiracy? Like what's something that you're really ah, like? Fuck, did man, I really got him started? Yeah, dude, I'm like <laughs> one th- one thing I like to do is, and this goes this goes back to our country. Like I get in so many arguments of this. I, I don't know whether I believe it or not, but there are some there are some things I watch and I'm like, huh, it could be real. I I, I like to say the earth is flat just to piss people off. Oh, okay. And just to see, just to rile them up and shit. Just to rile them up. And I tell them, I was like, I tell them, I'm like, hey, why do they call it the Far East? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, China, why do they call it the Far East? They're like, oh, because of the East. I'm like, well, if it's round, don't you think it's pretty much, it can go west too? Yeah, like, why do it, they call it? Yeah, wouldn't it not have a direction in general? Wouldn't it not have a direction? And and like, why is the map like this? Why are we on the left side? If we're round, there should be other maps with us on the right side. And yeah, like, you oh. see, that's that was one of them that always fucking got to me, dude, which was like, you look at the map of the, the world and the United States is always like the center and everything else is around it. Like everything fucking falls or, or, out. Or it's always on the left. And it's always, yeah, it's on the left yeah. side in, in Asia and all that shit's on the right. And, and it's, so I it's tell never America. The I was like, if you know your geography, there was uh, a plane, um, and this is this is uh, recorded. There's, there's an article on it. There was a plane uh, traveling from Japan to Hawaii. And I was like, if you know your geography, you're already thinking of the path that it took. Bring me to China. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, it was going to San Diego. That's what. It, that's where it was going. Going to San Diego, and I was like, it needed to take an emergency landing. Where did it stop? Everybody always tells me Hawaii. I'm like, it landed in Alaska, and they're like, what? I was like, if you look at the flat Earth map, um, the Arctic Circle on on on, you know, the most north of uh, yeah, the yeah. Earth is the center of the Earth. And so if you look at the flat earth map, everybody listening right now, just look up flat earth map. So Japan to San Diego, Alaska is actually on the way. In the middle, right? Yes, right in the like middle. I guess we're right in between it. Uh-huh. And they're like, whoa, shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, why is, uh, tell me how the earth is round. Oh, well, they said, I'm like, okay, who's they? And they're like, oh, well, I'm like, do you have proof? Like proof, proof, proof that the earth is. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not flat. They're like, oh, well, uh, these pictures. I'm like, I can do that shit on Photoshop. Photoshop, what else you got? yeah. Yeah. And so um, one person got really, I'm really upset. So goddamn upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got so upset. And I tell them this. I was like, I tell them, do you believe people should believe what they want to believe? And they say, yes. I'm like, okay, thanks. And then that's it. Oh, fuck. No, I can't do that kind of shit. Um, well, I work, uh, what's cool about it is I, I like flat earthers. Cause I'm sorry, what? I like flat earthers. Oh, okay, cool. I do because they allow me to make money. Nice. Because as long as they believe the earth is flat, they don't want to be land surveyors. Because uh, land surveyors, we dictate with uh, satellites. We work with the curvature of the earth. We work with all this stuff when it comes to mapping out the entire geography of the planet. So okay. it helps us out. Because <laughs> like, so... You know how, like, um, I think there was this fucking video where 
this guy took a flat earth dude on a boat and did like a laser and all that other shit. And you get to see like how the laser like dictates into the ground and like all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Have you ever seen that or no? I, I have not. No. So but what, I, this, I what they do is they take this dude and they tell him, okay, cool. Like if you're standing on land and I go out on a boat and you put a laser on me, you're going to see that from the boat to the person, there's a, a slant, a deviation on the, of the curvature of the earth. Okay. And uh, yeah, the, the, you can literally prove it with a laser sight. Like with a laser sight, it'll go straight, but it'll, the elevation will be off. But of course, like then you can say, you can say stuff like, well, the elevation is going to change because of the changing in elevation on the, on the surface, their surface. Right, right, right. But the, the crazy thing is, is sorry, you break it from there into something else? Actually, sorry, they also study the Coriolis effect. The Coriolis effect is something that is used in shooting. It is something that I also had to study. Yeah, the drop of the bullet. Right. Yeah, is, the drop of the bullet, yeah. the drop of the earth. It is the natural drop of the earth. And, mm -hmm. and on top of that, it also affects your beaten zone and your, your overall trajectory. But the earth curves. Thus, the bullet moves with it. So you yeah. have to aim higher to alleviate that curve. Don't worry, yeah. I'm on your side too. I just like to piss oh, people off. God damn it. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. No, but that's why, like, it's 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 a very, very interesting dude. I like the fact, and it's so fucking crazy. I like the fact that that type of that type of argument grew enough momentum. Like, even it did, though, like didn't it? It you did. know what I mean? Like, holy fuck, dude. Like, that's literally saying like. Uh, everything we see is upside down. And then you it, literally it, it argue be, uh, with a person to say it's literally the way it, it is. It used to just be JFK and where Tupac is living now. Oh, but yeah. Now, like, it's now there's so, much so many different things, bro. Fuck, man. I love conspiracy shit. I love yeah, I'm, it. I'm definitely, uh, we got to, after we're done with this, we're going to schedule uh, a conspiracy episode. Hell yeah. Dude, we totally will, dude. And I'm telling you, if you just give me like two subjects, dude, we'll fucking, we'll have hours of shit to talk about, man. <laughs> It'll be, it'll, be a four, it'll be a four hour YouTube four video. hour fucking episode. <laughs> oh, okay. So what I wanted to ask you, uh, going back to yourself as a creator. Um, so what got you into podcasting? Um, it, it was, uh, it was having the, uh, the online radio show. I, I, I had a, I had a MySpace blog. Remember that shit? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I, that. Dude, sometimes I want to go back. I'm that old. Yeah, I was just I, I was just go back blogging about uh I was just blogging about shit going on, and then my buddy was streaming music on um on UStream. It was this website. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he ended up having like a morning zoo radio show, and then he goes, "Hey, why don't you just do like a ten minute segment and do your jokes?" I was like, "All right, cool." So I did those ten minutes, and like after a few weeks, those ten minutes became pretty popular. Ended up having my own show. And every week I would just uh, have somebody on who wanted to um, fucking dogs get off me. Um, every, every, uh, every week I'd have somebody on who's trying to like promote something. So I developed a passion for interview and then the show shut down and then I kind of went a few years not doing anything. And uh, I ended up meeting uh, Pete Martinez. You guys. Uh, yeah, man. our boy Pete. Yeah, Pete Martinez. Shout out to Pete Martinez. He's the one who really got the ball rolling, giving me the shot. Uh, he was out there promoting Collectomania. I just mm -hmm. told him, like, hey, I have a YouTube channel. If it's cool, I'd like to go and get some interviews. He goes, yeah. He goes, you're not part of the deal. So the interviews are if they want to do it. I'm like, okay, cool. So then that's where I got to meet Carlos Ferro. Mm -hmm. I got to interview Miko Hughes, who was the kid in Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Coco Beware was an old school. Um, oh, so you were you were at the Collector's Mania the year before us or the event before us, right? 
Yes, yes. So you had already done a previous collectors. When we yeah, mentioned Fanfest, though, right? Yeah, that was yes. It was a Collector Mania, then Collector Mania again, and then Fanfest as far as Pete goes. Yeah. yeah. So I did the second Collector Mania. And then uh I think it was after RGB Fanfest that I was like, I was I'm part of another podcast. And it's called Wrestling 20 Years Ago. What we do is that we look at the pay-per-view of this month, 20 years ago, and we we recap it and review it in time. So we don't know about John Cena or Roman Reigns or, you know, so we're still in that time while we're reviewing it. Okay. We technically don't know what happens after that. So I was, I was asking the guy who runs that podcast. I was like, how do you, how do, you do this thing? Cause I only do it on Skype. He goes, yeah, do, do Skype. And then you can edit the audio and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I, my first episode was with Jolene Anderson, who I met at the second collector mania I covered. And uh, it went well. And it, it's cool because the podcast, when you have them on, on camera, and you guys can attest to this because you you interviewed um, uh, David Yost, right? And uh, Yeah, yeah. We, we talked to David Yost, Johnny and Bosch, and Gabriel, Gabriel Luna. Luna, and, right? Um, yeah, and, and Greg, the guy from the Beast Boy guy. Yeah, Greg Sipes. So Greg Sipes. when you have them on, on camera, you have to make sure you let them get their shit in. Like, or yeah. where can they find you? What are you doing now? You get, you only get to ask two or three questions depending on how much time you have. You're, you're still constrained by time because they have other shit going on. They got a line waiting there, you know? Mm -hmm. So the podcast really allows me to go in depth. I really, um, really research my guests. And I, I like coming up with questions that they're like, oh shit, you knew that? Or damn, you did your research. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot dig. of pride. That's the best part about interviewing for me. I take a lot of pride in doing a lot of research. And then, you know, it's just like us. Like, we shoot the shit. Like, and uh, we get to go more in depth with their career. And I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I'm now up to my 13th episode, I think, or 14th. Very cool. I just uh, released one today with Bryson Scott, who's an independent wrestler here out of Texas. And then, um, and yeah, I just like to interview a lot of different types of people from different types of careers or walks of life. Hey, I just want to say congratulations on your 500 subscribers on YouTube, man. I saw that Thank earlier. you, man. It's not a lot compared to a lot of YouTubers, but it's an, ah, dude, it's fuck, an accomplishment. Good, yeah, man. it's uh, I'm really proud of it, and it's it's all thanks to the people who support me. Um, I I just talk. That's what I tell them. I, I don't like to take a lot of the credit. My buddy Aldo is my camera guy, and he helps me. You know, we're there, and he'll produce me, or he'll be like, "Okay, go over here, or do this shot, or make sure you ask this question, or you know that 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 interview was okay. You could have done better." He's the one who helps me a lot. Shout out to Aldo Nava. Um, my girlfriend, Sasha, she's always supportive. And um, yeah, and a lot of people, whoever shares, whoever likes, whoever clicks, whoever subscribes, it's, it's it's so much, so appreciated. Hey, man, we get to watch your stuff when you send it to us, man. <laughs> every yeah. time, every time, man, you'll send us some shit like on our messenger and I'll be like, oh, shit, this guy's hustling, man. Yeah, I try to do uh, at least once a week or every five days. Uh, yeah. You know, after after a week or two, they forget about you on YouTube. So you have to stay consistent. You got to keep working. And if they it. if they see that you're busy, they're gonna want to work with you. Yeah, oh, that's you a good know, point. Yeah, if they see that you're doing shit and you're on other people's Instagrams or other people's Facebooks or they're sharing your stuff, okay, this guy's doing something, you know. And and, and just the consistency by itself, they see that I'm not letting this COVID thing like make me sit on my ass. I'm still going out there trying to get interviews. I just booked one with uh, you know this really handsome guy from uh, RGV. Uh, Titan Radio, and we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, you know? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, conspiracy time. It's going to be like Adventure Time, but it's going to be real fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> no and, I, and, and I like to... Uh, 
I like to do a multiple interviews during the week so that I have some in the bank. Uh, I don't like to get uh, left behind. I just at least want to do once a week. So I do have two or three interviews that are set to release, and I just wait a few, you know, wait a few days, and then release them as we go on. So, man, I have to ask, what, what about wrestling, man? Keeps you guys so intrigued by that stuff. I used to watch that shit like way back in the day, and then I stopped. It got very crazy with the stories. I used to be a big Lita fan, dude. That girl from the Hardy oh, Boys. Oh, Lita, yeah, hell yeah. yeah and then that they did that crazy. weird ass uh, fucking story with her and Edge, and then they did that weird ass like bed thing on the fucking show. Oh, was, yeah, that like, was crazy. I can't was... watch this shit no more, man. It broke that was a heart. highly rated segment, though. They brought him money. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, they brought him money. They're <laughs> pretty, pretty much Skinamax, dude, all over the goddamn television. Oh yeah, uh, damn man, pro. That's a good question. Pro wrestling. Uh... I guess I can attest it to, you know, I was, I was a kid. I was like two years old and I knew how to do Bret Hart's sharpshooter on my brother. Um, <laughs> Bret, Bret Hart was, uh, you know, my top five, it has to be Bret Hart, uh, Macho Man, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, and Mr. Perfect. Those are my top you know what? That's a good question. Trigger, Fred, what about your favorite five, dude? Uh, fuck, dude, I don't know. I mean, you I know better get that shit going, because like, like one of my favorite movies of all time uh is warrior and uh oh man that is a crazy movie i love yeah, that movie. and dude that guy's a fucking monster and i i love warrior love love warrior you know i love you know joel edgerton and fucking and uh tom hardy and shit like that you know nick nolte and you know that 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 movie hits home for me you know, with like a lot of, uh, like a lot of the dad stuff, you know, cause you know, I've reconciled with my father and stuff like that, you know, so I can like, it, Whoa, it's that was a crazy very way. touching, <laughs> you know, for me at least. And, um, you know, Kurt Angle being like, not necessarily like the big bad, but he's like the big obstacle to clear to, you know, for like, for, for Joel Edgerton's character. Uh, yeah, that's character. the climax of the movie right there. Yeah, and honestly, for me, that movie should have ended there. Like, <laughs> like after he fucking puts him in that knee lock, I was like, yes! <laughs> that was a fucking amazing scene. I've seen that scene, I can't even count how many times. And Kurt Angle is just such a fucking amazing, you know, uh, an amazing, you know, wrestler outside of it. And yeah. you know, he's a great actor. And then on top of that, he's an amazing fighter. You know, the guy was an Olympic wrestler as well. Olympic so, wrestler. I mean, Mr. Fucking America, you know, over here. Yeah. yeah when Red, I, when I was a kid, um, when I was a kid, I, I can, I guess I can attest it to, you know, I didn't have my dad around and um, I never had a relationship with my father. So I, I really looked at these guys like, you know, it's cliche to say, but I really did look at them like heroes. Like they were, they were just, these guys on TV that everybody wanted to be like, and that at the time the content was more geared toward kids. So it was a lot of, you know, follow your dreams type stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a male, per, it was a male in my childhood that I was able to look up, look up to, you know, I, I have a great story. I, I got to meet Hulk Hogan one day and oh, uh, my, that's dope. Yeah, my feelings about him now are mixed, but um, even so, he's Hulk Hogan, you know? So I didn't get the picture of the autograph, but I just, I was able to, you know, shake his hand and I was like, can I tell you something real quick? He goes, sure, brother. And I was like, holy shit, he called me brother. But uh, right? <laughs> yeah, like that, that enough, like I had to change my socks. 
But I told him, I was like, besides my brother and my grandfather, you had the biggest male influence in my childhood. And I know that he knows he was everybody's hero, but I don't know if he knows that. I don't, I don't know if he's ever heard it put that way. Because I told him, I was like, I really did drink my milk. And I really did take my vitamins. And I said my prayers because you said so. Because you told so? Yeah. And I guess I want to thank you for keeping me in a straight line as a kid. And he just put his hand on my shoulder and he just, he just kind of like shook his head. He goes, thank you, brother. And he just walked away. And I was like, man, that was, that, that, it felt good to do that. That was deep say. as shit, man. God damn, you oh, almost yeah. tore me up. God damn, boy. Yeah, so um, as I grew older, it got cool because of Stone Cold and DX. And, you know. You know oh, yeah, dude. That's the bottom line. So it did get. the. You know what? I always say that wrestling fans are like battered wives. No matter Whoa. what, we just keep going back. No matter how bad it gets, we keep going back. You know, yeah, like, no shit, man. That's a good way to put it. Battered wives, dude. Yeah, I mean, because shit. Like, like sometimes it's shitty. Sometimes it's shitty. But at the same time, us as fans now, as adults, we know too much. We know all the magician's tricks. I know how to take a bump. I know. I know terms in wrestling. I know. I, I know it's a work. I know. You know. To, to be. To be frank, though, gravity is not fake. So I will not say that wrestling is fake. The oh, it's masochism, bro. No. Yeah, it's uh the yeah, pretty much. Um, and it says a lot about society because in boxing we want to see a knockout, so we kind of don't care about this guy's health. But mm-hmm. that's a that's a whole other thing. But yeah, like I, I feel like we know too much, so we're spoiled. So a lot of times I try my best to watch wrestling with whatever whatever they want to show. I'm gonna try to enjoy it, and I'm gonna enjoy these guys that are crazy athletes. And it's it's an entertainment business. It's not even a wrestling business anymore. So when people get upset, I was like, dude, it's just because we know too much. We we know how it works. And we want to play, what do you call that thing? Armchair quarterbacks. Because yeah. we feel like we can do it better. Like, get in the ring, see if you can take a bump. Get in the ring, see if you can do, like, three minutes of what they can do. You know? But um, wrestling is... Uh, Damn, I don't know, man. Sometimes even now it gets me emotional. There's a cool uh, video called My Sacrifice. And it's it's uh, just a bunch of clips and sound bites of them talking about why they do it. And it's to the song My Sacrifice by Creed. And it was released like 20 years ago, but it's it still gives you goosebumps. I don't know. I can't tell you. And Paul Heyman is a wrestling personality, and he'll he'll tell you, like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. You either get it or you don't. That's it. As a wrestling fan, as somebody who loves wrestling, you know? You see, it's real crazy because I always used to tell people that wrestling is a man's soap opera. Yeah. Like, that's the easiest way to explain it because it's like women will watch soap operas and novellas, like, and guys will be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why do you and watch They'll get worked stuff? up. They'll yeah, get they'll get super up. worked up, man. I mean, there was even shit that my mom would watch sometimes when I was a kid, and it was like the days of our lives or one of them shows, dude, and it dealt with, like, a person doing witchcraft and could do magic. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know it shows like, I didn't know those soap operas dealt with that kind of stuff. Like, like having like supernatural elements in it and it actually uh-huh. like to make sense to them. But then I go back and I watch wrestling and, and, you know, uh, you know, you look at the mysticism that they use with some of the characters, like the way they used to do Kane when Kane would yeah. just appear behind people or Sting, when Sting would just do that shit where he would just, the lights would go off and then come out and it would blow the fuck out of everybody's mind. Like yeah, those kind of days, like it's so crazy. Cause like you said, like we know how the tricks are, but then when you get to fucking see it, like when you physically see it come to fruition, it, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing it because 
you feel the reaction. I think it's because of the way the crowd interacts with each other. Like yeah, that magnetism and, uh, is like universal. That, that's there. a great. That's a great point. You know, sometimes you might not be able to appreciate it until you're there. You know, some somebody can just blow it off and say, "Ah, oh, this shit is fake." But then they sit there and they watch a match, and these guys are seriously athletic, and oh, yeah. they're, they're still out there putting their bodies on the line. And that's a line that everybody says, but it's it's the truth. They put their bodies on the line mm-hmm. to entertain you. Um, I used to train with these guys in McAllen Wrestling Revolution, and yeah, yeah, so are, you're talking about Shooter and and yeah. Surge and all those guys, JD Cherry Popper, and all those dudes. Those guys are insane. And so they're guys, like they were back in the day backyard guys, man. Fifty people in the in the crowd, but they're like they paid their hard earned money. They could have gone anywhere else, but they came to see us. Those so we're gonna guys, they're real good friends of mine, dude. All of those dudes, uh, I've seen them when they first first started, and they've worked their fucking ass off to get to where they're at. Like it's crazy. Like I know everybody's got a story like that, but like people don't even know, man. Like these guys were doing it backyard style wrestling jumping off of houses and landing on plywood and ladders and shit and then they all pitched in and got their own goddamn ring and then they had it in their backyard out in the environment in the sun which it probably still is knowing them like it's in someone's yard if i'm probably not mistaken um and they're still fucking out there doing it and then then they fucking started their own show man like they started and it's it's inner fucking taining it like is. those guys do put on a fucking show, like, and you can tell like the OG guys compared to the newer cats, like mm-hmm. you can tell who the OG wrestlers are in that group because they know how to put on a show. Like even when they're off the ring, like and they're out of the character, like they're still fucking characters. You look at Shooter Roberts, man. Fucking oh, that guy, like, that guy's insane. One of the he, funniest he fucking me. dudes that I've ever met yeah. in my entire life, dude. I love that cat. He's like, uh, I know his whole family, dude. Like they're great people, but he is such a funny fucking crazy dude. Yeah, he's, he's crazy as hell. He was the one who uh, trained that guy me. Only ever serves me drinks. That guy literally is downtown McAllen. Like he is downtown McAllen. Oh hell yeah! He uh, he was the one who trained me in the beginning. Him and uh, Danny Chance, uh, Eric Shadows, uh, mm-hmm. got all of them. All of them helped me out. Um, it didn't work out, but uh, I did learn a lot. And there's there's just there's such a brotherhood over there. Like, yeah, because it's like I so... said, like like uh, we were talking about earlier, uh, wrestling to me. Cause I used to practice with those guys. Cause we all used to train at this place in Edinburgh. They would go do mm-hmm. Lucha with some of the guys on the weekend and, or during the week. And I'd be there during the weekend. There was this place in Edinburgh called the barn when we used to train there. Um, and I learned some really, really cool tricks like for catch wrestling from some of those dudes, like the Mexican guys where they were. Learning oh, yeah, from. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it, it was so weird. Even today when I see those guys, we all make faces like, Hey, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> like it's just cause, cause it's like a different camaraderie, dude. Because it you're is. not you're not necessarily there to hurt each other, you're there to to keep it keep each other safe. Yes, like that's the There's easiest way to trust. put it. Because it, you, your job isn't to literally inflict pain on the guy, but it's to keep them from getting hurt. Yeah, and um, I remember, there's a, like, there's a lot of trust between them. And oh yeah, and the the funny thing is that if you're closer, you know, kind of like you're a terrible person to your best friend, and mm-hmm. rightfully so, you know, you're gonna beat each other up if you guys are close oh yeah you're I gonna saw, get chop fest bro no yeah i saw two guys and they were really close and god they had such an amazing match and i was like man you guys really laid in he goes oh yeah because we're close and they explained to me they're like aren't you a dick to your best friend i'm like well yeah he goes that's what we do uh i trust him and he trusts me and we're gonna put on a show for the people that paid their hard-earned money yep yeah man it's fucking it's crazy man i, I really i respect those guys because i've known 
how how long their journey has been to to create such a top-notch show in McAllen at the Sino Ray. I'm I'm really hoping that the Sino Ray survives all this stuff because they they were really they brought something fresh and new to that area mm-hmm. with the whole like wrestling scene. Like that is so cool, dude. Like, cause you have families leaving the downtown area Friday night with kids and children leaving the scene already when people are getting there to go clubbing and they're like, what the fuck is going on in there? But yeah, like, definitely. you know what I mean? Like, but they just had a good ass fucking show and they're excited and they're laughing and uh, top notch shit, top notch shit. I really, really give it up to the guys for Wrestling revolution and fucking Willie Stearns, dude, Vermin. My oh boy. Jesus! That guy is my oh my boy, bro. god! My I got a great story friend. for you from him. Um, my I used to take my kids sometimes uh, to the shows, and so my job as a trainee was to break down the ring and clean up, and you know, uh, get rid of the ring and put it in the back. So my daughter would wait there, and I was like, I was like, baby, do me a favor and just like help help me out with the help me out with this and that and that. So she decided to pick up the broom and started sweeping. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was like nine or 10 at the time. So she's sweeping. And one of the wrestlers, um, I'm not going to name him. He just came up to me. He goes, all right, dude, take care. I was like, okay, man, take care of yourself. And then Vermin came up to me. He goes, do you know why he left? I was like, um, no, why, why, did he, uh, why did he leave? He goes, oh, because I went up to him and I told him, I'm like, you see that little girl over there? She's sweeping. What the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah willie's a fucking he's a funny dude man he's yeah he's, so uh, man, I, I was like, i've known that guy I was since like, man, i'm high sorry school, if man. i if i caused anything he goes oh no dude you're you're your your kid is your kid is fine she can come anytime she wants if she wants to help out like that and i was like wow okay that is so cool dude. yeah because i man i noticed that you're such a big wrestling fan because you have several pod i know you do a couple of podcasts for your wrestling but you have like a lot of gaming podcasts, like uh, not po- podcasts, but gaming playthroughs as a wrestling thing. So that's oh yeah, I'm- that was, that was the game that I that I was really good at. Everything else I sucked at. There's one game that I, or sorry, there's one video that I did Apex. I just kept dying every five seconds. Oh, that's Apex Legends, bro. We're gonna die. All of us old dudes are gonna die. We can't do flossing. We can't do all those fucking Fortnite dances. And we can't play those games. Dude. No, hell no. We already I, outgrow that shit. Yeah, I, I did a Call lot of Duty WWE, Warzone will fucking do some damage. I did a lot of WWE 2K. I did NBA 2K. I did Madden. I did Red Dead. Red Dead was another. Uh, yeah, Red Dead's Red good, Dead. man. Yeah, I liked Red Dead. Hey, so uh, by chance, did you get to see the look at this guy's building his gaming gaming desktop? He puts it in the episode at least once every episode. We talk about it. His gaming. Us, it's it's almost it's almost ready. Like I'm hurry up, like, dude. Get it done. A week or two away. Get it done. I gotta, hey, so, I gotta uh, do that. D, by chance, did you get to see the PlayStation 5 reveal trailers and stuff? I did. Um, What's got your attention, dude, in the sense of the gaming world? I, I, uh, I'm i part of the minority that didn't like the Spider-Man movie. Ooh. But but that game looks crazy. That game so, looks insane. So I've heard two things so far. One of them is that it's a standalone game, which is going to be exclusive for the PlayStation 5. And the other one is that it's a DLC uh, add-on to the story of Spider-Man that's going to come out regular, but on for the PS5. Yeah, I, I heard I heard uh, more leaning toward the latter, but I kind of the middle of what you're explaining. I heard it, it is like a just an extension of the Spider-Man game. Yeah, so we we talk a shitload of comics and video games here, dude, um, and we all have our theories on what Marvel's going to be doing soon. And I keep telling people like Marvel's getting people ready because they're going to kill off Tom Holland and bring in Miles Morales. Stop, dude. 
I swear they're gonna to fucking God. kill that kid off, dude. I, I guarantee Not. it. Dude. I can. I, can, I can, I'm sorry, but I, yeah, I, I gotta agree. I can see that happening, man. It's because I mean, right now everything's trying to get fresh with bringing in uh, minority characters and 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 all this stuff. And Miles Morales is probably, if not one of the most iconic characters to be not of uh, the traditional cultural white superhero. Like he's the it's one that kind of like made a big jump. Definitely good timing on the PC. Oh yeah, dude, definitely. Right, like right now, what I think. I mean, you know, and like not at all to delve into like, you know, comic book talk or anything like that. But right now, I think they just have a little bit too much invested in Tom Holland and and like an idea for him because they're 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 You know, you know that this Sony deal is going to like happen somewhere and that they will bring Venom into the MCU in some way or they're going to put Holland over there. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, you, you, we already know that the comic book movies and what they do is they try to change the stories up as much as they can so that Grant, it's relatable for people who don't Venom. read comics. But uh, even if Venom, first, you know what's crazy had, for me? What's crazy for me is that uh, every every movie that they do, comic book wise, it's only like a few issues out of like yeah, it's it's always two. a mixture of shit. Yeah, and uh, like there's so much more to do. Like it's gonna outlive Fuck us all. Yeah, dude. Like for 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 us, I don't know if it's I don't know if the boys feel this way either, but like for me, if they were to stick to the fucking norm of the comic book, I I I think that would be fine. They don't really have to kind of like throw a bunch of them all together or mix them up or or take stories. Like if they were to follow the format of the comic book direct, I think it'd be great because the stories are already amazing. That's why they want to be adapted in the first place. So like yeah, but I, I don't I I feel like purists will enjoy that. But I feel like yeah, there's gonna be I mean, some type of some type of, you know, it's um, fresh still. It's popular. a fresh way. Yeah, people like, oh, well, we already read that. Like, what, yeah. I thought you were gonna do something new. I, like, um, I'm a I'm a big. I, um, I agree with you slightly on that because there are certain things that in the comic books I would love to see live. Yeah, action. there's like there's there's certain iconic moments that hurt that happen in panels that want to be that that the the comic book people who buy the stuff and support it. When when it was dying, want to see that adopted to the format on film? I I oh, will definitely. There there are some things that should never be touched. I will vouch know? to the end of my life that I always felt that the ending of Spider Man should have ended with uh, Tom Holland getting the suit back and then kind of going on a on a city like a city swing or whatever he does like the patrol mm. and he sees like a flashing light and it ended up being Captain America on a rooftop. <laughs> And then he lands and he sits there and he talks and Captain America tells him the same speech that was said at the the funeral of Peggy Carter, which is the exact same speech that came out in the Civil War comic book when Spider-Man defected from Iron Man's team to Captain's team, which oh, was the, okay, if, you, okay. if, if you believe in your, your beliefs, stand like a tree, stand firm. And when someone tells you to move, you don't move. Like it, it's yeah. a really, really famous speech. And I wanted him because the whole thing about the Spider-Man movie to me, it was, it was like a father movie. Like Iron Man came in and was supposed to be like his dad figure that was supposed mm -hmm. to be encouraging him how to be a man. But the problem with Civil War, the comic book, was that both Iron Man and Captain America played a father figure to him. Where Iron Man was the one that was trying to give him everything, but Captain was the one that was trying to get him founded in his foundation as a man. Like being more... Yes, like, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. 
So like at the end of the the Spider-Man movie, he finally gets his suit back. He did good. Like, all right, we know you're a good kid. But then for him to swing in and see Cap and, and Cap turn around and talk to him and be like, hey, you know what? I was watching you. You did good, kid, because he was already in hiding. He was already in hiding. So to, for, to see him on the rooftop would have been fucking awesome, dude. Just a really good giveaway. And then to get that speech in there would have been great. Imagine but, the reaction from the movie theater. That, oh, man, that it would have been nuts, happened. bro. It would have been nuts. would have been nuts. What do you uh, – Who's let's, let's get down to the brass tacks then. Who's your favorite comic book character? Oh, I'd have to say it's uh, Batman. Batman. Oh, shit. DC gangster up in here, man. So uh, out of the 28 Batman, who's your favorite? Uh, oh, nice cinematically, nice you mean? Yeah, yeah, from the movies, from the film, the film adaptions. Out oh, of the film adaptions? It's got to be George Clooney. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so hard, dude. Okay. <laughs> refund for that, dude. <laughs> Uh, You're no longer allowed to bring on guests anymore. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Michael Keaton. Michael right. Keaton's better. Yeah, right. that's pretty uh, good. That's uh, pretty good. Like the the voice became, like the voice took on a life in itself. Um, I think it's a, the the voice became a, a whole new thing. Like it wasn't even about the character. It was like when uh. I'm sorry, I'm, his name is escaping me. Who who did uh, who did Batman with the voice? Not Ben Affleck before Ben Affleck. Uh, Christian Bale. Bale. That guy, yeah. I hated I hated that voice. Yeah, there were so many I, people I, that made fun of him because he was like, like super airy and shit. Yeah, you're, you're gonna love me. Like, shut the hell. Just, <laughs> just talk, all right? Just you sound like here. Here's a halls. Now talk right. Not talk right. But, um, but yeah, um, Val, Val Kilmer and George Clooney are are are. Uh, God, bless their heart, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but that was about it on them. But yeah, um, I liked Christian Bale's uh, Bruce Wayne. I didn't yeah, like the it Playboy then. version, right? Like that fucking, yes, like, yes. he know how to party. Yeah, he did know how to party. But uh, yeah, I got to go with Michael Keaton. Um, and how do you... My, my favorite Joker. Joker, dude. My, my, uh, Joker is actually my favorite villain, too. Oh, yeah, everybody's. Um, <laughs> my favorite Joker has to be... Uh, God, it's 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 a real. It, I don't want to say Heath Ledger just because everybody says it, but he was my favorite was Joker. He was he was a, such a chaotic Joker. But Jack Nicholson, something needs to be said about Jack Nicholson's. I love that's uh, my favorite dude, Jack Nicholson, and um, and um, the guy that did the original original Joker back in the old Adam West, uh, the Hispanic actor. Yeah, and the, and the yes. Yeah, he he was he was literally that was like, I tell people all the time that his Joker to me is the, probably the most scariest joker because like in all in all actuality like the penguin the catwoman you look back at all the characters back in the day like each of them were trying to establish pain on batman right like they would all physically in a fight the penguin had guns in his umbrella like it was it was literally the way it was and this dude was constantly like challenging him to a surf off or a dance off or like the weirdest fucking comical fucking disneyland skit thing you could think of yeah like this dude was the craziest fucking version caesar romano caesar romano that's the one okay yeah yeah he was like the craziest joker to me like straight up like that dude if you were to somewhat cross that dude into the dc universe comics like he would murder everybody by the second week dude it, it wasn't it wasn't as scary as it was unsettling yeah yeah that's what i mean like yeah 
Like yeah, he that's was what just it was. It was just like fun. you're watching him. You're like, oh, I don't like this feeling. Like he's just having. He literally was having a good time. Like, yeah, and, and that and that's 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 another thing. Um, that's it. That's the layer about Joker that I enjoy. It's not. I mean, how do you put that into words? You're having a good time. You're happy. Yeah. You know, you're that's, very uh, very happy doing that. When I tell so people about it, that's that's literally the scene in the Christian Bale movie when he meets with the gangsters and he says, if you do, if you love to do something, you might as well get paid for it. Right. Yes. And then later on, there's the scene of him literally just lighting the fucking money on fire. Like, um, and it's God, Heath Ledger was such a chaotic joke. Yeah, right? dude, and it was never explained. Like he didn't go back and be like, Hey, look at what I did with the money. He just like lit it on fire. And that was literally what he wanted. That to do. He just, yeah. yeah it, it, that was like, to me, that was like one of the most iconic, um, I guess like uh uh what's a segues in the movie. To me, that was the best segue in the movie. I liked his line um about people's morals and their code and how it doesn't matter when shit goes down. There was a lot of there's a lot of teachable stuff in his dialogue in that movie. Some super deep shit, super deep shit. Damn, that's crazy. Fuck, I, I want to ask you so much more. Favorite video game franchise? Go, let's go shotgun oh, that shit. Jeez, that's such a good question. Yeah, uh it's it's uh top two in mine are Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Oh fuck yeah, dude! There we go. So you're fighting game good, fighting game good. Yeah, yeah. uh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, oldest console you've ever owned? Uh, the original N Nintendo. Favorite game from back in the day, Nintendo. Nintendo? Yeah. Mario, easy. Straight up? Oh shit! Old school, old school. And uh. uh so we're already almost coming because it's already 821. I know we're getting close, right, Fred? Just give me a thumbs up. There you go. Um, okay. So out of all the trailers you saw, which was the one that you feel uh, other than the Miles Morales? Because I know the Miles Morales, it's, it's fascinating just in the fact because we get to introduce the character and, and go into it. But like video game wise and the PlayStation 5 and all that stuff and the Xbox and stuff like that, what's something you're literally like in the new terms coming to say like, oh shit, I'm really excited to try this out coming up? Um, you got to refresh my memory on the titles because um, my, my head is only on the... We talked about Marvel. a couple of them last week. I think I still have them here. Uh, there was the Assassin's Creed. There, there was, was uh, Resident Evil 8, Vampire. Oh, Resident Evil, what, 9? That's the one. Yeah, the Resident Res Evil. Oh, dude, that was fucking the, fantastic, dude. I, I did a couple of videos on Resident Evil when I used to do the gaming thing. I actually had Jolene Anderson because she voiced Ada Wong. She was actually there oh, while I was playing um but yeah the, the the graphics were just wow the graphics were nuts in resident evil 2 dude, and it looks fucking gorgeous in the trailer dude. and it makes you think like what's gonna happen in 10 years like what are the games gonna look like it's it it's just so crazy that's one that i'm excited for for the graphics alone and um just because i now i have an emotional attachment to it because i did the whole gaming thing but and it, it was uh it was one of the ones that I played a lot when I got the first PlayStation. Very, very cool, man. So what other projects do you have right now in the pipeline that you could promote right now for yourself? Um, I have an untitled, or not that I can say the title, but I just finished a short film with uh, Hugo, uh, with Hugo, Hugo's the director, but uh, Ray Francois and Joe Rodriguez were the actors in it, and Dan Castaneda. Finish the short film. I do uh, I do graphic design on the side, so I, I do posters for people and I design their T-shirts, mostly 
uh, local pro wrestlers. Um, geez, what else? I like to have my hand in everything. I'm working with somebody, and I just uh, I just finished writing a song for him that he's gonna take with him, and we've uh, agreed to start on another song. Fucking uh, I, yeah, I, I like to try everything because when I die, I just want to be able to say I tr- I tried that, I did that. You know, I there's no there's no what ifs with me. I, I want to cross every bridge and see what's on the other side. Um, last question before we uh, get ready to head out. If you had any advice, I know we still, you probably feel like us, like we still very, very fresh at, at doing all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If, if you had any advice for someone out there in the radio waves that is interested in starting uh, a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog or anything in general, what are like three things off the top of your head that you would say to yourself if you were starting it all over again and you wanted to give yourself advice? Oh man, that's good. That's a good question. Um, one is patience. Um, there's a lot of patience. I've been doing it for two years and I have, I have friends that uh, have become successful and it's, it's so, I'm so happy for them. But when you see somebody do that, it's like, I'm happy for them, but I'm sad for me because I'm looking at myself like, damn, I've been working so hard and I put out these great interviews and I, I, you know, it's patience. You can't uh, compare yourself to anybody. It's patience because your time will come and it will come because repetition is the name of the game for me. It's impossible to not get better if you keep doing something. So you're going to get better and you're going to get noticed. So patience is one. Um, Faith is another because that goes into it. You have to know that you're going to make it. Uh, You have to just know that it's going to be okay, that somebody's going to notice you it's going to pop off and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to become successful. And, um, with, with every video that you do, it's already a success. I feel because you, you're already putting something out. You were able to take the time and do that. And it's good. And if it's not good, you just learn from it. And, uh, the third thing I would say is a little bit of arrogance. You need to walk into the room. Like, you know, who you are, and you know why you're there, and you know what you're doing. Um, you have to know, if you don't think you're good, nobody else is gonna think you're good. And I was always told that when you say you're good, you're probably good. But when other people say you're good, then you're really good. So you have to, you have to be a, a little arrogant. You have to know that, you know what, I'm gonna give you the best damn interview that you're ever gonna have. And you need to believe that. You need to definitely not just play the part you have to be the part i tell people i i take a lot of pride in the research that i do uh for all of my guests and i love hitting them with that with that question that they're like oh man you did your research or wow how did you know that so i i i need to learn the patience sometimes i need to learn how to be patient i do have faith because i know what i'm worth and i know what i'm capable of and i am arrogant uh unapologetically i am arrogant um because that's what i do um, somebody told me to come up with a niche, like yeah, I need to cater to one audience and, um, I don't want to lose, if I cater to one audience, it's cool because yeah, I, I get that audience, but I'm going to lose the other ones that are watching other stuff. Yeah. So my niche is damn good interviews. That's what I do. Whatever you do, if I feel like I can translate that in a good video or I, I can, I can uh, get a good interview out of it, then yeah, hell yeah. Fucking come on. We're going to do conspiracy theories now. I never thought of that one. 
And I know it's going to be a fucking fun show because now conspiracy nuts out there that haven't heard my show are going to hear it. Are going to jump in. And then they're going to learn about RGV Titan Radio. Yeah. The conspiracy yeah. behind RGV Titan Radio. Yes, sir. <laughs> the conspiracy of it. <laughs> hey, well, D-Man, I want to thank you for coming on our show, man. Uh, I know we talked about it a while back and uh, we had to put it aside for a little bit, but I'm glad we got you finally on. It was such a fucking fantastic conversation. Um, tell the audience where we can find you, dude. Uh, yeah, bro. Thank you guys so much. Uh, shout out to all you guys. I appreciate your time and the invitation of uh, having me on. This was a lot of fun. It, um, I'm not usually the one being interviewed, so it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find me at DNC Digital, DNC Digital, all one word, at on Twitter and Instagram. And you can like my page on Facebook, DNC Digital. Uh, yeah, just go ahead and uh, click on a video if you like it. Hit the like button, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Um, I appreciate everybody's support. I got to 500 yesterday, and and it's it's really cool. It's a lot of motivation to just keep on going. And I'm not gonna stop. I'm too arrogant to stop. I'm just gonna keep on trying different shit. Uh, I got a short film coming out soon. Uh, I also do graphic design, so hit me up if you need like an album cover or a, a poster or whatever you want to do. Can they hit you up on your? Do you prefer to be hit up for your graphics design on your personal or on your DNC Digital? Uh, uh, the, the DNC digital is fine on my Instagram, I guess that that'll be the, the good one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess you can do under my personal. Yeah. It's D Vargas. I'm not allowed to do just the letter D cause that's what I go by. Yeah. D E E. Right. Yeah. I got the D E E. It's a little feminine version, but no, I don't know why I couldn't just do the D. I just wanted the D it's only one as, 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 as everybody does, you know, but <laughs> you gotta get the blue check mark first, boy. They ain't gotta go that easy. You gotta get the blue yeah, check mark. I gotta, I gotta I got to get verified, yeah. But, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, you can uh, hit me up. Uh, I, I, and I love collaborations. Um, it's it's uh, We all have to support each other, and that's how uh, we help each other. It's it's all love. It's all support. And it's all just making sure your brother's good and everybody around you is good. Yep, that's literally our, our whole entire thing about our, our week three show that we do every month. We want to try to showcase as much talent as we can from our South Texas area and build the nine five six and just build our region, man. Cause there's, there's so much potential for the RGV to be out there making content like this. And it's so crazy that it's taken this, this long for people to get out there and start pushing for a kind of like a digital uh, influencers and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. Like, they just got to go to those walls that I mentioned at the beginning of the interview and knock those shits down. Yep. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. Straight up, man. That's straight up. Hey, man, D, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, anytime, man, anytime you want to come on and shoot the shit with us, you know, fucking hit us up. Let us know what you want to talk about. And you're definitely invited anytime you're, you want to come on again. I appreciate you guys. You guys take care. Yes, sir. You too, man. Be careful. COVID free, man. COVID free. Ladies, brother. So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to today to the Average Boys podcast here on RGVTitanRadio.com. Um, I want to give a shout out real quick to... Uh, uh, Matt Rios, Concert Culture, thank you so much for always helping us out with uh, the station and getting us some good equipment uh, where Fred is. Fred's got Fred's got all the station in his house. So uh, since the COVID situation happened, we haven't been able to uh, to really get to the good gold of the of the broadcasting equipment that Matt has. But sooner or later, we'll be out of this COVID stuff. Um, of course, Trigger, thank you so much, dude. I know you're up there in Katie, Colleen. Colleen. Yeah, that place. 
You're somewhere in the world. Kansas. Not in the so yeah. I got to say a uh, uh, shout out to you, bro. And thank you for always making it. I know it's pretty hard being in another part of Texas, but uh, man, you always make it on time, man. I appreciate it so much. And uh, of course, I, mean, uh, I at least try, you know, no, dude, I, you do fucking good, man. Don't, don't say yeah. try. You do good. So fucking accept that shit. So you know, it's, it's just like one of those things that, you know, like you, you look forward to it every week. So you, you set your plans and stuff like that. And then, you know, work, you know, just gives you a good little kick in the dick. And, uh, yeah, straight up. you know, so, sometimes it's, uh, it's a little harder to get here. You know, yeah. sometimes I show up a half hour late when I do, I'm like, Hey, sorry. <laughs> yep. Fred, shout out to Fred. Always thank you for hosting us on, on RGV Titan Radio. It's always a pleasure. I have thank to. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you so much for, <laughs> I have to, I have to put you guys on, man. Look, I'm obligated now. I'm nah, obligated. I fucking love doing this shit. Otherwise, well, thank I you, brother. Be doing thank you it. so much for always hosting us on the radio show on RGV Titan Radio. Uh, thank you for everything that RGV does for the Valley and always, always helping people out. Um, of course, shout out to all our other podcasts that are on. The movies know it all. The Bouncing Brains are still here. Uh, we got Heavy Metal Mania. We got uh, The Human Condition. Uh, go to our RGVTitanRadio.com Facebook page. Like. Uh, check out the scheduling so you can hear our other shows. Uh, again, thank you to our extraordinary listeners for always tuning in and supporting us. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, we hope that you guys are all being safe. Uh, we keep you guys in our prayers. And those who don't believe in any religion, we, we pray to our gods. <laughs> we pray to our gods of Valkyries and, and Greek gods that you are safe from the virus and your families are healthy and everyone is doing fine. And um, thank you for tuning in. And hopefully we'll see you again next Friday for our big guest. We have a big announcement coming. Hopefully Monday we'll be releasing uh, who our guest going to be. He's another um, another YouTuber uh, from from the area, sort of. But uh, he's got a huge following and he's got his own uh, uh, game that he's been working on. Uh, it's going to be a great show. It'll be next week on Saturday and uh, Friday. Sorry. Next week on Friday, 7 PM. And we'll make sure we, uh, we give our, our, our heads up by Monday. So you guys tune in Monday, look up, look, look for our Facebook, the average voice podcast, uh, like it also, and be ready for the announcement on Monday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you again next Friday. We love you later. Stay safe. Views and opinions expressed by our guest, host, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956.